Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who, just five years into my legal career, found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. Instead of becoming yet another burnout statistic, I decided to redefine success on my own terms, enabling me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating the challenges of two kids, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I'm now on a mission to help lawyers do just that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both life and law. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hey there. Welcome to the Life in Law Podcast. You are listening to episode number 28, How to Deal with Uncomfortable Feelings. This is your host, Heather Mulder, and I'm super excited to have you here because today I am going to teach you a very simple tool that you can utilize anytime negative emotions come into play. And so we are following on to our, I think this is the fourth of our five series summer series, where we are getting into very specific tools for you to utilize when you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, and then today dealing with those uncomfortable emotions that we often feel. Things like stress and overwhelm, but also embarrassment and frustration and anger and guilt, and fear, and worry, and envy, and the list goes on. So the reason we are doing this today is because I often find that my clients, when they first come to me, really have a lot of these types of emotions going on. And it's pretty common in those of us who are really stressed and who work a lot because it's hard then to set aside time to process these emotions. Because the thing I want to say to you is this, it's normal to feel this way, okay? It is normal to have all of these feelings and it's one reason why I don't really like calling them negative emotions because then we feel like there's something wrong with us or there's something wrong with them. And that's not really true, it's normal. To feel this way. These are things that come up every single day and constantly in life. And what's important to understand is although it's normal to have these feelings, when we bottle them up, when we push them away, when we don't deal with them effectively, they tend to take control of us. And when I say take control of us, what I mean is they affect our decision making. They negatively impact our interpersonal relation, you know, skills and how we deal with people. And so then it impacts the relationships that we have. So for example, I have a client who came to me a while back. I mean, she was very successful, but her practice had been growing and it was starting to get to the point where she was getting overwhelmed and she had been for a while. And she needed more help within her practice. She didn't have an associate. She was in a smaller firm. She had a great paralegal, but they needed somebody else. And until they got that other person, her and her paralegal were just overwhelmed and going to be for a while. And that couldn't necessarily go away immediately. They were working on it, but it it couldn't go away. And so it was frustrating her. And she was getting angry. And she was getting envious of colleagues who had the support that she wanted and did not have. And it was dragging her down. And she realized that what was happening is because of all these emotions, they were just kind of going free. When I say going free is she had been trying to push them down and saying, okay, I can't do anything about it. So I'm just going to push them down. I'll deal with this later. 
or I'm too busy, I just can't think about it. What happens is, although she thought she was pushing them away, you don't ever get rid of them when you're feeling this way. What happens is it goes into your subconscious and they grow and they get worse and you don't even realize it until they bubble up to the surface and blow up. And in the meantime, it affects how you perceive everything. And it affects how you interact with people. You have more negative emotional reactions, which has an impact on everything, right? A bad one. So that's really where the negativity comes in. It's not the emotions themselves. It's how we choose to deal with them or not deal with them. And then how it impacts our choices and our behavior later on. So If you have not listened to the following episodes, I highly encourage you to do so because today we're mostly getting into the tool that I want you to utilize to help with this. But for more information around, you know, how your brain works and how it can hijack you and impact you in this way, I want you to go back, if you haven't already, and listen to episode number two. It deals with stress and how the brain relates to stress and how the brain thinks around risk and risk analysis and how it can kind of overtake you and allow fear and worry and doubt to take over. And it also deals with why lawyers specifically get in trouble with this. And FYI, just a hint here, it's because we're trained, right? We're trained to see problems. We're trained to analyze risk. And so we're hyper-focused on all those negative things. And it can really impact us if we don't know how to take control of it and counteract it. So go back and listen to episode two for more information on that if you haven't. And then also episode number 11, which is all about leading in uncertain times. I think it's safe to say that the last year and a half has really been more uncertain And I would argue that it's not really any more uncertain than it ever is because life is uncertain and we can't predict the future and there's all kinds of things we can't control that impact our lives. But it's been more obvious since March of last year, right? And so you also want to go back and listen to that if you have not listened to that episode because it's a good reminder that uncertainty is a constant and how to live with it. Okay, in a way where it doesn't impact you negatively or it doesn't hold you back. So what happens to our brains when we get in this space is we tend to focus on all the negative. The what if something goes wrong? What if I fail? What if it doesn't go the way I want it to? Right? We get into a negative mind space and we allow those negative emotions to just really take over. And then we also look for evidence as to why everything is going to go wrong. Well, this didn't work in the past when I tried something similar, or I saw somebody else do something and it didn't work for them. And so, this is another reason why I want you to take control over it because it's not just about the here and now, it's not just about your current relationships, your current decisions, but it impacts everything. It impacts the current, which then impacts the future. And there's this huge kind of snowball effect that can really impact you. So what do you do about it? What do you do about it when you come across these negative feelings? And how do you process through them so that they don't take control? Now, we're going to get into the tool in just a second, but I want to make this very clear. This is not about completely getting rid of these uncomfortable emotions. It's not about that. It is about how to deal with them, how to accept them, how to process them in a way where it does not hold you back 
from making good, rational decisions, where it doesn't hold you back from doing bigger and better things, and also where it doesn't get you into such a negative mind space where you emotionally react to everything improperly, okay? So that's really what this is about, because the fact of the matter is you're going to feel these emotions, and they're going to stay around. What I'm going to teach you today is going to help you get a handle on them and take control of them in a way where you don't allow it to impact you. You don't allow it to take you take you back and to hold you back. Instead, you take control instead of them taking control over you. So I just wanted to make that really, really clear. Because I think sometimes there is a misconception that somehow you just won't feel these things. Hmm. You know, not true. That's why today we're talking about how to get comfortable with these uncomfortable feelings. Getting comfortable with discomfort. That's what it's all about, y'all. Okay, so here's the tool I'm going to teach you today. Super simple. It is a journaling tool and a sitting with kind of tool. What I want you to do whenever you feel these type of uncomfortable negative feelings and emotions coming on, instead of saying, well, I don't have time to deal with that. Instead of saying, I, I got to push these down. I shouldn't feel this or I don't want to feel this right now. I want you to set aside a couple of minutes, hopefully up to five to 10 minutes of time. And do not argue with me that you don't have this time because think about the impact that they these have on you. And if you just take five or 10 minutes to deal with it, the positive impact and how productive that can make you, okay? So take the time. If you don't have much time, at least five minutes. If you can set aside 10 minutes, I recommend that. And by the way, you don't have to take the full time as long as you go through the full exercise. If you finish earlier, you're done. So set aside time, set a timer, get out a journal or a piece of paper. You don't have to have a specific journal. You can. This client I talked about earlier, she does. She has a journal. And when she started, it was mostly at work uh, because her work, it was work stress that was going on, right? She no longer really utilizes it as much because the great thing about this is if you utilize this regularly, you kind of get in the habit of just naturally doing it and you don't need it as often. That's the beauty of this. So get out a piece of paper or have a journal with you And I want you to answer some questions. Number one, I want you to say, okay, what am I feeling right now? You're just going to identify those emotions, those feelings that are going on and put words to them. And notice you're only identifying the specific feelings. Am I angry? Am I frustrated? Am I embarrassed? Am I envious? Am I fearful? Am I worried? You know, what is it? And write them down. Don't go any farther than that. Just write them down. This should not take you more than 30 seconds to a minute. But take the time to really get clear on what they are. Then number two, what happened? Why? Why do I feel this way? Now, this is not a dissertation, y'all. You're just going to, in a couple of sentences, no more than four, try to keep it at three or less, write down, you know, what occurred? What happened that made you feel this way? And then you're going to go into question number three. Now, question number three is, well, what thoughts or beliefs do I have around this? This is where you go deeper. It's not just about the top line feelings. It's not just about what occurred. But what thoughts, what deeper thoughts, beliefs do I have around what happened, around what caused it, around what else is going on that is making me feel this way? This is where the aha moments come of, oh, there's more going on that I need to deal with that I didn't think about. Then question number four comes in. 
This is where you challenge your thoughts and beliefs that you just wrote down. Is this really true? And how is it not true? So you're challenging. Is this really true? These beliefs that I have about this general situation or why, you know, and what made me so upset about it, is this really true? How might it not be? And you're going to list that. It's important to note that oftentimes we have these thoughts and beliefs kind of going on in our subconscious around something that are causing us to feel more emotionally charged and we don't realize it. And so what you're doing through this is you're identifying that and then you're challenging those thoughts and beliefs that are making everything so emotionally charged. And oftentimes those thoughts and beliefs are not truths. We treat them as truths and they're not. They're opinions right? Or they're based on something that happened in the past that isn't always the case. So by challenging it, you're helping yourself be more rational and kind of look at this very differently. Go, okay, maybe not. Here's where it's not true. Here's why it may not be true at all. You know, all of that. It helps bring a little bit of rationality back into it, neutralizes how you've been feeling so that you can think more clearly, okay? Then I want you to do nothing. I want you to sit Sit with all of this for 24 to 48 hours before you make a decision as to what, if anything, you're going to do about what just happened and how you felt. Now, there are a couple of caveats to this. Now, number one, there is a very specific purpose for sitting with your emotions and feelings and thoughts. You've identified some deeper things. You've identified that it may not be true or it may not always be true. It's time to allow your mind to think about it, to process it subconsciously. Now, this is a really important thing, and here's why. What happens in these situations is we often want to immediately respond and react to it, but we're not always responding and reacting in the best way because we're still emotional. Now, this exercise is going to help you bring some neutrality back into it and not be as emotional, but you really want a little more time and space between the event and response to allow you to process it and realize that, A, it's okay to feel this way, it's not going to hurt anything, and there's a way to kind of bring it down and just live with it. And B, sometimes you just need to sit on things and let your brain go to work, and then you can come back and think more clearly about what to do about it. So I want you to go at least 24 and up to 48 hours, and then after that time period has passed, you go back and you look at your journaling, and then you ask question number five. Okay, what do I want to do about this? What am I going to do, if anything? And sometimes you may do nothing. In fact, oftentimes after you've allowed time to pass, the answer is I don't need to do anything. I'm over it, right? Now, sometimes you're going to do this exercise and there's going to be a time constraint. So perhaps a client reached out to you upset and they're really upset with you and it deserves a response, but and, and so you're very charged and emotionally reactive and you want to utilize this to help bring you down and be more neutral before you go back to them, okay? So what I would say with that is give yourself at least an hour or two if you can before you go back. So perhaps something happens in the morning, you know you need to respond by that afternoon, it's 10 in the morning, and you do this process and you say, you know what, I'm going to come back in two to three hours, and I'm going to relook at this, and then I'm going to decide, and then I'll respond. But I'm going to give myself that time. Or maybe you can't go that long, you can go an hour or at least 90 minutes. Give yourself some space and come back to it, 
even if you can't do the 24 to 48 hours. So that client I told you about earlier, she utilized this. And what it helped her to do was to see that a lot of her stress and a lot of the things that were going on in her life were a result of her emotional responses. And once she took control over that, it drastically reduced her stress levels. So it's really a stress prevention technique. Now, it didn't change the fact that she still needed to hire an associate to help her, right? But it did make it much more bearable until she got to the point where she was able to get the help she needed. So definitely try this. It's incredibly helpful. It's going to help make you see where you actually have control. I think I've talked about this before. E plus R equals O is an equation. Event plus response equals outcome. You can't control the event, especially once it's already happened, but you can control your response. This is a way to take control of the responses in a much better way. All right, let me give you a quick example of how to utilize this. So let's say that, and this is not real, I'm just making it up, okay? So let's say that you're upset with your spouse because they never do the dishes in the morning and you're always doing them. And you asked this morning, could they please do it because you're running late and you've got to get to work to a big meeting. And you come home later and they didn't do it and the kitchen's a mess. But instead of confronting them, you realize, okay, I'm not in a good space and I may say something that I don't want. So I'm going to utilize this technique to see what's really going on before I go deal with it. So you write your feelings down, angry, frustrated, let down. And then you say, okay, well, why? What happened? Well, they didn't do the dishes like I asked. Okay, that's easy. Well, what thoughts and beliefs are behind that? Well, they don't ever help. I do this every morning. I'm always doing it. They're never helping. They're not doing enough around the house. Ding, 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 ding. That's the deeper issue. This is why you're so upset. You feel like you're doing more than them and they're not carrying their weight. Okay, so now is this really true? How might it not be? Well, they take the garbage out every week and I never touch it. They change the cat litter every week and I rarely do it. They get a lot done outdoors while I'm indoors doing the indoor stuff. They, you see where I'm saying, like, okay, they do pull their weight. I'm wrong about that. They pull their weight a lot. Now, doesn't mean they shouldn't help clean when I ask and I need them, but they do pull their weight, so that part isn't really true. And so that just brings it down immediately. So let's give it 24 to 48 hours and come back and look, and then we'll decide what to do about it. And so you come back later and go, okay, Obviously, they pull their weight. I'm totally over it. I'm not as upset as I was. But I am going to ask them to please let me know if there's some reason they can't do it when I ask them to do something or if they've forgotten so that I don't get upset with them and feel like I'm being disrespected because I did feel disrespected in that and I had a reason to. I asked. They said they do it. They didn't. Much easier conversation to have than the conversation you would have had if you hadn't gone through this process. Okay. So that is it for today. I hope this helped you. I will also say that those two are those two um, episodes are going to be in the links. I'm also going to link to an article that I wrote about living in fear. And it's really more about living in uncertainty and fear and worry and doubt and some of these negative emotions that we don't like to deal with that have additional exercises in them in the event you are interested. And I'm also going to link to my resource 5-Minute Stress Solutions, which isn't just about stress. It's really about mindset strategies like the one I've utilized today to help you relieve stress and build a more resilient, calm mind. So I do recommend that you go and download that as well. 
Final thing, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'm going to ask a favor of you. Would you please consider sharing your favorite episode with people on your favorite social media platform, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever you want. Just go to lifeandlawpodcast.com forward slash episodes. Pick your favorite. There are social sharing buttons at the top of every single episode page. Share it. Let people know what it is that you liked about it and you're done. I would so appreciate it. It would help me get out the word. I do want to get this in front of as many people as I can and I'd be greatly appreciative. All right. I will see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life & Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a subscriber, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both life and law, including the Life & Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.